Your recruiter says you didn't get the job, but is there something she's not telling you? Do you want to do what you want? Do you want better money? Welcome to Dream Job Radio. Today's theme, job search secrets your recruiter won't tell you. This is Daniel Laxton's. And this is Leah Laxton's. And this is Dream Job Radio, presented by 30careers.com. Be sure to check out our official book, 30 Careers Before 30, Finding Your Dream Job Faster Than I Did, now available on Kindle, Nook, and all other e-reader formats. So search for 30 Careers through your e-reader and or go to 30careers.com to check it out. Yep, and it's recently updated with illustrations. Our special guest today is Abby Kohut. She is a specialist when it comes to things the recruiters won't tell you about. If you have any questions for Abby, please tweet me at Daniel Laxton's. That's D-A-N-I-E-L-L-A-K-S-T-I-N-S. And remember, on future shows, you can always go to upcoming guests and leave a comment next to the guest that you would like a question answered by, and we'll read those live on the show. Later on, we're going to be listening to Micah Hackney, everyone's favorite uh, college student. That's right, in his segment, Campus Connection. And then be sure to check us out online on Overtime. So, let's get to today's guest. Today's guest is Abby Kohut. She is a human resource recruiting professional with 15 years of experience who is uh, on a mission to help 1 million job seekers get back to work. You may know her as the author of Absolutely Abby's 101 Job Search Secrets, in which she tells job seekers the secrets that other recruiters won't tell them about how to land a job in this market. Abby has presented over 200 job search groups and was recently named one of Monsters 11 for 2011, career experts who can help your job search. Be sure to tune in to Dream Job Radio and hear a few of the 101 secrets directed from Abby and also visit her absolutelyabby.com to learn more. So, Abby, welcome to our show. Thank you very much. Thanks for having me. Well, we're really excited because you have a lot to offer our listeners, especially when it comes to things that maybe a recruiter wouldn't be able to tell them. So tell us, what's Absolutely Abby? Well, it's actually my name now, but it's also my website, which is absolutelyabby.com. And the reason I became Absolutely Abby is because I've been a recruiter for about 16 years on the human resources side. So I'm not a headhunter, but I've been doing human resources for 16 years, and I've hired about 10,000 people along the way. Wow. And when you hire 10, yeah, that's really exciting. But that's the thing impressive. is, as you're hiring 10,000 people along the way, there are all these people that you have to reject for one reason or another. And I found myself over those years wanting to literally jump across the desk and give those people a big hug <laughs> and to say, you know, I wish that you could have said it this way or that way because if you do, then the next time I'll be able to pass you along to the hiring manager. Oh, yeah. And I wasn't able to do that as a recruiter because we're just not allowed to tell people those kinds of things. So now, as Absolutely Abby, I can actually do that. Well, that is fantastic, isn't it? It's fun. It's a lot of fun because I've been holding on to these secrets for so long, and finally they started pouring out, and I just can't make them stop. They won't go back in. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, that has to be much more rewarding than telling people no. It is. I mean, so you're right. Hiring 10,000 people is great, 
but being able to help millions of job seekers that are out of work right now or people that are considering making a change is way more rewarding to me than hiring 10,000 people even, believe it or not. Wow, and you think of that, 10,000 people. But it's true, whenever you're going into a, a job interview, well, even before the job interview, just turning in a resume, I can't imagine how many people maybe be, they, they might be turning in a resume for the exact same position. That's right. Oh, yeah. Yeah, absolutely. So, and based on that, how do you think job seekers can be sure that their resumes are being seen by recruiters today? Well, there's a couple of things that are really important. The first is back in the day when I started doing recruiting, I would sit on a bus in Manhattan driving to work and I would have a big pack of resumes on my lap and I'd be going through them one by one. But these days, recruiters or humans are not really finding you. It's computers that are finding you. Wow. So you have to be very, very careful to have the right keywords on your resume. Mm. And most people have no idea how to make sure they have the right words on there. And I will tell you, the way to do this is to look at the job descriptions that you're applying for. Because on there are the clues. As a recruiter, when I'm looking for you, what I'll do is I'll take the job description, and I'll scan it, and I'll find the keywords, and that's how I look for you. I literally type in the words from the job description and hit search. So you have to make sure you have them there. But more importantly is not to have them there just once. So let's say that one of your very important keywords is manufacturing for whatever reason. That's one of your keywords, and you know that that should be there. You need to have it there more than once because the people that have it there more times show up higher on the search. And what we do as recruiters is we start looking at the top down. So we look at the first resume and we say, okay, this one's good. And if we find 10 good ones, we're done. So if your resume wow. is down by number 100, we may never get to you, even though you had the one keyword on there. That's fascinating. So really almost like search engine optimization. Totally like that, yes. That's exactly crazy. what it is. So uh, I'm just kind of, wow. You know, we were talking with uh, someone at a, a meetup that just this past week, and something that they mentioned that was a really brilliant idea, too, is uh, to put more of those words into the bottom of the page and then, then select it and then turn it from a black text to white text so that way it's not really showing up uh, on the resume, uh, but it, it will show up higher in the, the uh, stats. Is that, is that a possibility there? What do you think? I'm so glad you asked me that question because back in 2006 or so, I was at a networking meeting. I was actually doing my own job search, and a career coach mentioned that, and I thought that was fantastic. But then one day, maybe about two years ago, I'm going through resumes. I put up an ad, and I'm searching for somebody going through resumes in my applicant tracking system, which is otherwise known as the big black hole of resumes for job <laughs> And I'm going through it, and I see a resume, and it's a really nice resume. And on the bottom, there are a bunch of these silly words, all these keywords that they thought were in white. And I realized <laughs> that what happens is applicant tracking systems do not read colors. Oh. Okay? So if you put a bunch of silly keywords on the bottom of your resume, they're going to show up at the bottom of your resume, regardless of what color they're in. Wow. So that what seemed like a really good idea and I thought it was too, is a very bad idea. Because then what a recruiter realizes is that you're trying to sort of fool the system. Mm -hmm. So what I say is, 
if the keywords are important enough to put down there, find a way to put them in black in the right places. In, in the content of the, the resume then. Huh. Right. If, if the word manufacturing is important for you, find a way to say it three times. You don't want to say the same sentence three times, but just find a creative way to use that word three times in your resume. And wow. use it in your cover letter too, just in case someone's searching on those. So what are maybe some other ways that they can set themselves apart if they're writing a resume? Uh, I mean, if you have that much competition, is there any way that someone can set themselves apart from the other job resumes? Well, one major way is to avoid the big black hole. And one thing you can do, let's say you see an ad on Monster and you click on Apply Online. You're officially in the big black hole. And that's okay to do because you're following directions, and that's fine. That's the way to get your resume to the HR department. But being that I'm in HR, I can tell you that what will happen sometimes is hiring managers will come to us with a resume in their hand, and they're going to say, the candidate sent this to me directly. I want to meet them. And because the hiring manager is the hiring manager, that's why we call them that, they get to decide who to hire. So it's not my decision. So if they tell me to bring a candidate in, I'm going to bring the candidate in. So the best thing for you to do is to, yes, apply online like you're supposed to, but also to figure out the name of the hiring manager and to get your resume to them directly. And even better is to get it there with a recommendation. And to get it to them directly, all you have to do is maybe here's some retro technology advice. You can go and call the receptionist of the company and ask for the hiring manager's fax number and then just fax them the resume because the fax machine has not been used in years. In fact, in the past year and a half, I've received one resume by mail and zero by fax in wow. literally a year and a half. So when the fax machine rings, everybody runs over to it thinking it's the lunch menu. And <laughs> because it's, not, it's certainly not a resume, and they're going to see your resume, and they're going to look at it, and I actually have had job seekers land by doing this. Would it be wise to actually have maybe some food topics at the top of that resume? <laughs> Definitely. And it's funny you mention that because there are things you can send in the mail that are kind of cutesy that can also work. And one of them is to go to the chocolate store and get a shoe made out of chocolate and then to put it in an envelope with your resume and say, I'm just trying to get my foot in the door. Oh, I like yeah. it. I like that. You know what's so funny about that one is I was on a TV show on Career Corner being interviewed by the host and I was telling my story and she actually said that she did that as a job seeker a bunch of years ago. She sent 12 chocolate shoes out and received 12 phone calls. <laughs> and I don't know anything out there that's going to get you 100% return. And even if it doesn't, even if it gets you 25% return, that's far better than what job seekers are seeing these days because of the black hole, because of the volume of job seekers. So I would certainly recommend that you do things completely differently than everybody else. Interesting. I guess, you know, it really is, a, it's selling, you know, we're selling ourselves. So it kind of reminds me of a seminar we went to once, I think it was Jeffrey Gittimer, where he said, you know, if you're trying to close a deal, just hand, get trash cans made yep. and have your, you know, sales, whatever you're trying to sell in well, the trash if you, can. It's a, if, you, if you're turning a bid uh, to a job or whatever it is that you're offering them, 
just hand them the trash can with your bid in the trash can. Say, well, I know this is where it's going anyways. <laughs> so, but I bought. bought That's you. awesome. <laughs> yeah, so kind of a similar line of thought, I guess. The more out of the box you can be and creative, you're going to be memorable. <laughs> yeah, and and again, some you know, I've I've mentioned this kind of thing to a room of HR professionals, and half of them think that it's absolutely crazy and would think that you're bonkers. And I agree that some people are going to think that, but the other half of the room thinks it's fabulous. And that person is probably going to want to hire you just because of what you did. And that's what you're aiming for. Is you're aiming to get a few people that just think it's that fabulous and will call you in for an interview and will not let you leave without an offer. That's awesome. Well, you know, it seems like we have so much going on when it comes to social networking. It's so prominent these days. Mm-hmm. But yet we also talk a lot about live networking. Do you think live networking, real networking, is as important today with social networking being so prominent? Oh, my goodness. It's everything. It's not just something to do. It's everything. When I ask the job seekers that I spend time with how they landed, there's always a good networking story involved. And networking is not just about going to formal networking events. I call it the never-ending interview. And what that is, is anytime you leave your house, regardless of where you go, you should be considering yourself on an interview. So what you do is you act in a professional way and perhaps even have conversations with strangers, like you might have done when you were a little kid and weren't afraid of people. <laughs> but you just, you just start talking to people and make friends, kind of like in kindergarten. And all of a sudden, you might find that those people know people who know people who know people that can help you. And so one great example was somebody put this on my Facebook page, actually, is that she was looking for a job, and she went to throw out her trash. She lived in a condo complex. She went to throw out her trash, and she met her neighbor there. And her neighbor had just moved into the neighborhood because her company had relocated her, and there were tons of jobs at the new company. So she actually got a job at this person's company from throwing out her trash. Wow. (laughs) But see, that wouldn't have happened if she just threw out her trash and went home. She had to strike up a conversation with the person. And I know stories of people that got haircuts and got new jobs because of people cutting their hair. I mean, I have tons of these stories, and they're all because of a never-ending interview. It's You just never know who you're talking to, and they could be somebody important for you, or they might know somebody important for you. Wow, so live... Networking, talking to someone at the coffee shop or or even at the pub, you never know. (laughs) It's everything. It's everything today. Everybody's landing because of this. It's a rare person that's just applying online and getting a job. Well, you're listening to the Dream Job Radio Show uh, presented by 30careers.com. Our special guest is Abby Kohut. Uh, She is a, well, I guess we could say she's a specialist when it comes to finding a job and uh, actually telling people about ideas that career recruiters really can't tell you. So uh, when it comes to live networking, we we talked about that, but how about just the networking like online, uh, for example, like LinkedIn? Uh, Do you have any maybe tips for our listeners when it comes to LinkedIn? Yeah, definitely. On LinkedIn, it used to be a couple of years ago, I was telling everyone, you have to get on LinkedIn, you have to get on LinkedIn, and now everyone's on LinkedIn. So now the problem is you have to do things differently than everybody else who's on LinkedIn. Mm. So it's always about doing things differently. And on LinkedIn, 
One thing I recommend to my job seekers is that they find a way to show proof that they are fantastic. And one way to show proof is to have those recommendations on the bottom, which are so easy to get. You just simply ask maybe 10 people for a recommendation. And it doesn't have to be former supervisors. It could be former coworkers. Anybody who has seen you work could give you a recommendation. That's one thing. But the second thing on LinkedIn is there's something called Box.net, which is an application in the middle of your profile, if you go edit your profile, there's a section called Applications. If you go in there, you're going to see Box.net. And with that, if you install that into your profile, you'll be able to upload proof that you're fantastic in the form of Word documents, Excel documents, PowerPoints, videos, PDFs, anything. So you might upload your resume in there. You might upload some spreadsheets that you've done that are not proprietary. Maybe you can create a PowerPoint presentation that talks about all things that you know, and you can upload all those into your LinkedIn profile, and maybe even a video of the top 10 reasons to hire you or a testimonial from someone that you used to work with. And that way, your profile is going to be so rich with proof that you're fantastic that when a recruiter is searching in there, they'll find you and they'll think that. They'll think, wow. <laughs> That's yeah. awesome. Brilliant. Well, what about when it comes to Facebook? What are your tips for Facebook? Facebook and LinkedIn, kind of the same thing, except I was going to mention the keywords on LinkedIn, too. Oh, yes. Yeah, when, yeah, when I do demonstrations on LinkedIn for people in live presentations, I show them how the simplest of keywords is usually missing from their profile. So you, on the LinkedIn profile, you must make sure you get those keywords in there again. It's the same thing as having them on your resume because recruiters are using LinkedIn and Facebook to recruit simply because it's free. And if we were, say, searching on Monster, we're paying $10,000 a year to do that. But LinkedIn and Facebook, we can search for free and find the same kind of stuff that headhunters find. So we save companies lots and lots of money. So with Facebook, people forget to put their keywords in there, even if they remember to put them on LinkedIn. You can put your keywords in your profile section. Just throw some keywords in there that are really important because very few people are using keywords. So if a recruiter does search for you on Facebook, you'll definitely get found if you have those words in there. Suggestion, too, on maybe the, uh, the type of job a person may be looking for and what kind of keyword they'd put into their Facebook profile. Do you have a suggestion? Or LinkedIn profile. Or LinkedIn. Well, I think even Facebook. Uh, you mean the kind of words to put in there? Yeah. Uh, say, if you, do you have an example maybe like the, the job I, they're looking for? I guess you'd kind of take the keywords probably off your resume, right? And yeah. It's the, same. it's the same words. Right. It's the same. It's what I would do is take your resume and figure out what your top 20 keywords are, and then you can just go put them into Facebook. You don't even have to write sentences. Just take commas, kind of like what you would have done with those white keywords on the bottom of your resume. Uh -huh. Those are okay to put into, into Facebook and just put them in commas with a bunch of keywords strung in there in the profile section. But ah. what's really important with Facebook is you can't have your privacy settings set so that no one can see you. So if you're a job seeker, I highly recommend that you make your profile very public. And in order to do that, you're going to have to really monitor your wall, and you're going to have to take off all those games and things like that. Yeah. Maybe you can set the up a second. Pictures of drinking. <laughs> yeah. yeah, really. <laughs> Pictures of you dressed up like SpongeBob, not so good. <laughs> uh, so, but, you know, you can set up a separate Facebook page for your job search 
And the other thing, by the way, is Monster recently created a new application on Facebook called Be Known. I don't know if you guys have talked about that yet. No, we haven't. But that's another thing. So Be Known, it's B-E-K-N-O-W-N. It just launched about three weeks ago, and it's sort of competing with LinkedIn, but it's through Facebook. So you can have a Be Known network within Facebook and just um, network with professionals there instead of with all of your friends. So you all should check that out. Yeah. yeah, yeah. I think somebody actually sent us an invite to that, and we thought it was maybe spam or something. So, <laughs> oh, it's just, actually a really good thing, but it's gonna, ha- you know, it's gonna have to take some time to get some legs because it's so new. Yeah, absolutely. Well, that's awesome. So, last but not least, do job seekers really need to be on Twitter also if they're already on Facebook and LinkedIn? What I would say is the first place you have to be is LinkedIn, and you have to have a solid profile, as we were just talking about. Then I would go with Facebook, and then if you have both of those going well and you know how to use them and they're not taking a whole lot of your time, then you might want to consider getting on Twitter because Twitter is hugely growing in popularity. And what you would do there is follow some companies that are tweeting about jobs or start your own Twitter feed and start talking about all the things that you know. You'll become an expert overnight in whatever subject it is that you're good at. And people get to know you, and people have gotten jobs from just being seen as an expert. I think it's a fabulous way to do that. It's sort of like blogging, but in little sound bites. So if you're not in the mood to write big paragraphs, then I'd go on Twitter and just talk about what you know, and you just never know who's going to find you there. We've actually hired people uh, based upon their Twitter, uh, you know, running into someone on Twitter, and oh, our, our lawyer, actually. Yeah, that's right. We found through Twitter, too. So See, um, there's a prime example. <laughs> yeah. So we, we talked about the live um, networking. We've talked about uh, social media networking. Uh, how can we bring those together? Um, do, do we have time to, to do all of those things, or how do you feel about that? Here's how I would break it down. If I were a job seeker, I would be doing four different things. The first one is the computer. We talked about social media. You still need to go on Monster and Indeed and Career Builder and all those places. You still need to use the computer a lot. So I would consider that maybe a 30% of your week. Then I would do live networking 30% of the time. And when I mean live networking, I don't mean going to formal groups. This means just doing anything that gets you out of the house and talking to other people. That could include talking to your friends, talking to other job seekers, talking to your family, just out and talking. That's networking. Taking the trash out, too. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, maybe take the trash out, but definitely talk. And um, (laughs) then the next is 20% of the time I would volunteer. I believe everybody that listens to these calls should do some sort of giving back to society, some sort of community work, anything. Go volunteer somewhere. Not only does it help you with your network, it might turn into a full-time job, or it might give you extra skills that you didn't have before, and that's a great reason to volunteer. Uh-huh, and brilliant. also gives you yeah, a current job also, because that means that's what you're actually doing now, so it's a current job. As long as you put the word volunteer on your resume, you're good. And then the last 20% is I think it should be about you, because when you're a job seeker, if all you're doing is searching for a job, it can get time-consuming, it can get even depressing, and we don't want you to be depressed when you're a job seeker. We want you to be in a good mood all the time because people like to help people that are happy. 
So we want you to be in a good mood, and the best way to do that is to find something to do 20% of the time that you love to do. And it may be your volunteer job. You may love that. But even if it's just to go to the movies, or for me, I love to do jigsaw puzzles. So maybe do a jigsaw puzzle once a week. Just spend some time with you and find something you love. Maybe it's your family. Maybe it's spending time with your kid. Anything. Something that you love 20% of the time, and you'll be good. And this is, when you add these all together, it's 100%. But I'm not saying this is all you're doing because you need to spend some time with your other parts of your life. This is like 100% of your job-seeking time. You can split those up that way. That's wonderful. Yeah, definitely. So, Abby, we appreciate so much your time and all the great advice that you've had. How can job seekers reach you if they have questions for you? Well, there's two ways. The first is they can certainly go to my website, which is absolutelyabby.com, and they can read all the blogs that are up there. But the best way is if they have questions for me, I love to answer questions, just like you're asking me today. Mm -hmm. And I have a call every couple of weeks. It's called the Career Wake-Up Call, and it happens in the evenings, usually at 8 o'clock Eastern Time, one night a week, and it's every couple of weeks. What they can do is they can sign up for the calls, And even if they can't make the next one, which happens to be coming soon, they can get on the list, and then I'll send them the invitation to the next call that happens. But on those calls, people ask me questions from resumes, cover letters, interviews, thank you notes, negotiation of salary, anything, social media, whatever the question is. You can say, I went in an interview, and I had this really mean hiring manager. Whatever the question is, I'll answer anything for you. And I do it in about an hour's time. I don't read your name. I just read the question and say the answer. And I love to do it. I've done them about 45 times now. Wow. Yeah, we have people all across America on there. We even have some international folks, too. So please, um, this is a great way to get me to answer your questions. Absolutely. Well, I think that's fantastic. Absolutely, Abby. Yeah, that's right. (laughs) Absolutely, Abby. (laughs) Thank you. Thank you so much. Yeah, we appreciate your time. You're listening to the Dream Job Radio Show. Our special guest has been Abby Kohut. She is the author of 101 Job Search Secrets. So we thank you so much. Thanks, Abby, for being on the show. My pleasure. Thanks so much for having me. Wow, another fascinating guest with some brilliant advice. Absolutely. And now it's time for everybody's favorite college student, Micah Hackney. Hey, Micah, what's going on? It's going great. Great show so far, guys. Just yeah. Today I wanted to talk about uh, a little bit about freshman mistakes that uh, first-time college students make. That's good. A lot of people do make mistakes if they can avoid them. It's going to save them a lot of time, sometimes money, huh? Yeah, definitely. <laughs> like, uh, you know, speaking of money, uh, for instance, you know, one of the biggest mistakes that people make is um, taking classes, well, mm-hmm. taking classes just because your friends are taking them. Um, <laughs> you know, a lot of times, because you're going to school, a lot of times your friends are high school, and they're like, oh, we should sign up for the same classes, so on and so forth. And, um, you know, sometimes, you know, like you might, like, you know, you're not starting your degree instead of being a counselor, you just kind of slide in what your friends are doing. And that uh, can end up backfiring you later when you have to when you can't even use those credits for your degree, and you're just kind of I mean you just kind of you're behind on your graduation date, and uh, you're behind on some money as well. Wow. 
And uh, also, of course, you know, friends can kind of be a distraction <laughs> in class. So. <laughs> Absolutely. The wrong so, person. You, know, uh, you can have a lot of fun, but end up not getting the degree you want. <laughs> yeah, so, you know, definitely make sure you put a lot of thought into deciding your classes and, you know, don't base it off what other people are doing. And um, also, uh, it's really important to sign up for extracurricular activities. You know, you can join some intramural sports or some clubs, organizations, because, uh, you know, you're away, you know, you're away from home. You know, a lot of times there's a chance you just want to stay in your room and, you know, kind of shelter yourself. But it's really important to reach out in your freshman year and um, really get to know people and, uh, um, you know, get to know people socially and uh, also, you know, it can benefit your career in the future, you know, just making connections like that while you're in college. So get the, get outside your comfort zone. Absolutely, get outside your comfort zone. Um, just do things that uh, you know. Even if you didn't even do them in high school, you know, college is your uh, time to make your first start. So definitely uh, take advantage of that. So social networking, even in college, then uh, that's a good point to start social networking right there in college. If you're only hanging out with your friends, you're not going to get. Um, you know, you're not going to get that social network outside of what you just learned in school or high school or what have you. Yeah, absolutely. Do, did we hear a little one there in the back, Micah? You got your baby. Uh, yeah, she's uh, she wants to she wants to have a part, but <laughs> <laughs> she didn't rehearse, so <laughs> <laughs> she's making her debut here on Dream Job Radio. <laughs> yeah, which. That's another thing is uh, even if you're in college, you can still have a baby. I guess a lot of, do, do a lot of people in college have babies right now? Oh, yeah. Yeah, definitely. Um, you know, it's just a uh, part of life that, you know, sometimes comes along. So uh, there's a lot of opportunities, you know, for uh, single parents and also uh, uh, parents out there to take, take advantage on the college campus like, uh, um, you know, daycare and so on and so forth. So there's a lot of uh, programs and everything for those with children. So. You know, it's one thing to think of, you know, don't think, you know, even if, you know, some, I mean, one day in age, uh, you know, watching uh, Teen Mom or whatever, you know, sometimes even students in high school have babies, but um, don't that let that keep you from going to college, though. So, That's some good advice. We really appreciate that's it. That's definitely a freshman mistake right there, you know, if you decide not to go to college at all. Yeah, I'm having a baby, so I'm not going to college. <laughs> no, that's not a good idea. That's It's better to go. But, you know, basically there's going to be a lot of firsts in college. Um, you know, you're you know, you're away from home, you're in a dorm, uh, you have to worry about time management, you know, you got your classes and everything. So there's going to be a lot of firsts and everything, but uh, um, don't think, just don't, like, don't just, um, don't think about the college stereotypes. Like, don't think, oh, I'm going to have to go in, I'm going to have to pull, like, three all-nighters to stay for this test. You know, that's... To me, that doesn't do me good. Yeah, I study a little bit at a time through the week and everything, but pulling the all-nighter, all that is just overrated and not actually uh, good for you. So, you know, make sure you get enough rest and eat properly and and uh, um, just, you know, listen to your academic advisors and everything instead of, you know, your first-time peers coming in with you who really don't know anything either. That's well, right. Absolutely. Well, some good advice, Micah. We really appreciate it. Awesome. Well, thanks so much. Until next week. All right. Thank you. Another great show. That's right. Here on Dream Job Radio. 
Be sure to go online to 30careers.com. Check out our official book, 30 Careers Before 30, Finding Your Dream Job Faster Than I Did by Daniel Laxton's, which is now available with illustrations on your mobile device. You can choose ebook, Kindle, iPad, iPad yeah. any way that you want to read it. Well, we're excited for next week's guest. Who is next week's guest? Monique Hayward, CNN contributor. She's going to be discussing divas doing business. Wow, so women? Does that mean only women can see the show? Oh, well, we'll have a little something for the guys, too. But it will be mostly for women entrepreneurs. So be sure to tune in and get all the great advice from hey, Monique. Sounds exciting. Till then, this is Daniel Laxton's. This is Leah Laxton's. And, and this is Dream Job Radio. Do you want to do what you want? Do you want better money? Welcome to Dream Job Radio.